Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm your host, Talia, aka your dating app partner in crime. On Dating Intentionally, I'm helping you get to know yourself better so you can date in a way that truly aligns with your goals and values, and of course, have fun in the process. If you're new, welcome. If you're already a listener, thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, It's really exciting. I'm having a lot of fun with this podcast, and I just can't wait to keep helping you. So today, we are getting into a very sticky topic, and that is how to know when it's time to end a relationship. In this episode, I'm going to be talking mostly about long-term relationships, not how to end it with someone after a month of dating. And I want to include a disclaimer here that the advice on this podcast doesn't apply to abusive relationships, which are a very real and very horrible situation that I'm just not equipped to speak on. First up, I'm going to talk about my experience deciding to end a relationship with someone I dated for six years. Then we're going to get into what stops us from breaking up with someone, and I'm going to give you some strategies to get to your answer if you or someone you know is struggling with this choice. And then at the end, I'm going to wrap it up with a very common breakup question and give you a book review for a dating book I read this year since the top of this episode is going to be a lot of personal story time. Buckle up. (laughs) So getting right into it. Breaking up is really hard when there's no event or something like where someone crosses a line, like you caught them cheating or they did something really horrible or bad, you know, which I don't wish on anyone. But it is really hard when it's just like the relationship isn't going well and you have to kind of decide, well, do we work on it or do I leave? And I've been there a couple times. In fact, I've only really been there. All my relationships have ended because I just decided that wasn't working out. Um, By the way, I've never been broken up with. Who knows? Maybe it'll happen someday. But so far, it's just been me deciding. Uh, I am a pretty impulsive person. So maybe it's that. Um, But I do think there is like a last straw situation in almost all breakups. There is kind of a point where it's like, okay, this is it. Like it's got to end. Let me share my experience with you. I think I came to the decision to break up with my ex who we'll call Joe. That's not his name. About seven months before I actually did it. So it was about things, it was around Thanksgiving and things were just not going well. You know, November of 2020 was a huge month for me with my business. It was a month that I started working on my cookbook deal and I had some pretty major revenue goals that I, and I just remember he totally was cramping my style and I'm someone who keeps notes in my phone. Like I write to myself on my phone all the time for years and years. So I remember I wrote a note that night of just like, oh, like I'm over this. I just want someone to celebrate with me. And just, he was just really cramping my style that night. And I was like, okay, I really have to end this, but when, and we'll get to that, that roadblock, right? When, when is the best time later? But at that point, you know, here's kind of like, I was taking stock of my relationship, right? It, my relationship was the main source of my anxiety. And it took a while for me to realize this. I was like, wait a minute, I'm crashing into my career. I have hobbies. I have friends. Like I I just moved to Seattle. So at that point I was like, I I was starting to build my social life. You know, I took care of myself. I took care of my health. I was, I was like, what, you know, I can't do anything else, you know, to, to manage my anxiety except for just this relationship was the main thing that was really, it was a source. I couldn't sleep. 
right? That was, oh my God. And I, I didn't realize that at the time that my relationship was the reason I couldn't sleep. The anxiety, the stress of just like the ambiguity and the, the, I was so anxiously attached in this relationship. It was horrible. I didn't feel emotionally safe. I had a really hard time expressing my needs. Spoiler alert. I'm still struggling with this. We'll get to that in another episode, but I really wasn't emotionally safe with this guy, with Joe. Uh, and none of the issues we had were improving. We just, we tried, like we really tried, but we couldn't communicate well. We really did try though. And I think we improved over the course of our relationship, but it just was so bad. Uh, either even with all the improvements we made. And also we were both really committed to making it work. Like Joe has a great heart. He's a great guy. Like I'm a great person. We were really trying and it wasn't all bad. There are plenty of good things in this relationship. One of the most apparent signs to me though was that talking about the future wasn't comfy. We had been dating five and a half years and I remember being like, okay, look, it's the new year. It was 2021. I want to decide by the end of this year if we're going to get married or not. Like, I was like, okay, should I get off the pot? Like, let's go. And he was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, we should probably start talking about this more. Every time I tried to bring it up, talking about marriage and the future was just so uncomfortable and so tense. It was never fun. It was just never a light, fun, exciting conversation. It was always really tense. And there was a certain point I remember where he was like, look, we just need to put this down for a while. And I was like, okay, cool. It was like spring, whatever. We had plenty of time. But that was a really big sign. Like after five and a half years that you're just not in a good place when talking about the future. I mean, that was was probably the biggest sign for me that it was just not going to work out. And over time, I started really paying attention to what he wanted and how it compared to what I wanted. I'm more family oriented. He wanted to buy a house. I don't. I honestly would prefer, I would be really happy never owning a house. Um, He never wanted to travel. He also never wanted to do things with me. Looking back, I kind of think he just didn't enjoy spending time with me. It's very odd. Like I, you know, even going for a walk, even like just checking out different parts of town, new restaurants, all this stuff. Like he never wanted to do that with me. And it was just so, oh, it was so frustrating. And all this time I had been in therapy. I actually started therapy a couple months after my ex and I moved in together because our communication was just so rough. And I'm so glad I did that. I wish, you know, he had come with me, but whatever, I went alone and it still improved. So, you know, my therapist, I'd been working with her for a couple of years and finally it came down to her whipping out this questionnaire about relationships. I have no idea where it came from, but she just like had it. And she was asking me, she spent like 60% of our session asking me questions to like rating parts of my relationship, like how I'd rate our sex life, how I'd rate, um, we spent time together. I don't know. It was, it was very clarifying when she did this. And she didn't, again, therapists, good, good therapist, never tells you what to do, but she was just asking me questions. So if you're a friend of someone who is kind of struggling with this situation, instead of telling them what to do, just ask questions neutrally with curiosity, right? Just ask the questions. And if you hear yourself talk about it, you can kind of be like, whoa, I'm not happy in this. Like, this is a bad situation. (laughs) So that was really helpful. By June of 2021, which is when, uh, like the month before I broke up with, I broke up with him July 1st. So that was, and I'll never forget that day. You know, at that point, I had realized there was no future. We didn't really want the same things. My emotional needs weren't being met. 
And I kind of just ran out of patience and compassion. I had always made excuses for my ex, for Joe, like the way he was brought up and his family situation and, you know, reasons that he he struggled with connecting with himself emotionally and all that stuff. And I just kind of ran out. I was like, I am just over this. Like, this is not my problem anymore. And another sign for me is that I constantly fantasize about being single. And that's the thing about me though. And I I kind of took this sign with a grain of salt because I am an escape artist at heart. I run away from my problems. Like I'm constantly, I always have a, a back door like for everything I do. I'm always like, here's how I'll escape. <laughs> and I'm not talking like in a physical location. Like if I'm like, you know, at the gym, like looking where the exit signs are, I'm talking about like situations I'm in. So I know that's just one of the ways I cope with being unhappy is like, how do I get out of this? You know, <laughs> but uh, that was definitely a sign. It came up a lot. I would constantly just be thinking about being single or like I'd, I'd fantasize about breaking up with him, even when I was sitting right next to him. Like we were just watching TV. It was so bad. Man, hearing myself say this out loud, it's just like, ugh. how did I wait that long? At the end of the day, you could only do 100% of your 50%. And I felt like my ex just wasn't doing 100% of his 50%. And I ran out of patience and I was just like, I'm out. So that was my experience. That's my my how I decided story. I'll get to the rest of it, how I actually did it in a little bit. But again, it was not a linear. It's never linear. There were many moments in that time, like in that period of seven months, like from that first desire to end it to when I actually did to where I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. Like I really tried to get both my feet in the relationship many times, but one of my feet just kept wiggling out. You know, like, uh, and I, you know, I was really struggling with that for a few months. So don't beat yourself up if that's you right now. It's really hard, like the longevity factor. And and that kind of gets right into my next section here, which is the reasons why we hold off. So let's talk about the reasons why we hold off on breaking up. Like, I'm sure if you're in a relationship, if you've ever been in one, you kind of think of excuses to not break up with someone. So we're going to go through this list. And the first one that I thought of is timing, right? It's like, well, okay, you know you want to break up with someone, but when do you do it? For me, I was always aware of our lease because we rented an apartment together. So I was like, oh, like I broke up with him now. It's kind of early. Like what do we do with this lease? Like getting out of this lease. That was like one of my reasons. And sometimes there's like events, like things you have together, trips planned or like, you know, someone, something really tragic happened in their family. And it's like, oh, I can't break up with them now because, you know, their grandma just died. Like, it's like, there's so many excuses with timing. And I think like anything else, like quitting a job or having a kid or there's never really a great time. Like there's never an ideal time for a breakup. Let me tell you, like the day I broke up with my ex, he was in the middle of working on something for me. He used to work for me. And it was probably the worst day I could have broken up with him, to be honest. And it was super close to our uh, six-year anniversary. <laughs> it was just really bad. It was so bad. Oh, my God. But, yeah, let's throw that reason out the window, okay? Like, even if you try to plan it, there's never a good time. Okay, another one would be, and this one's really hard, is when you break up with someone, you're not just breaking up with the person. You're also breaking up with their family and any friends you may share. So losing your partner can mean losing ties to their family and friends. 
this was definitely true in my past relationship. You know, my ex was basically in my family and I was really tight with his friends and it was hard. <laughs> and again, that's not a reason to stay in a relationship. You work together. So this was, again, this was really hard. My ex was my web developer for Workweek Lunch and he did an incredible job. He did incredible work. And, you know, breaking up with him meant I would have to go out and hire a real you know, not real, not, not that he was fake, uh, hire a developer that I didn't live with, you know, and that was very different and hard and so challenging. I was so scared of that process. So it's, you know, if anyone listening has ever hired a web developer it's, and you're not one, it's really hard. It's like a different language. And, uh, but luckily it worked out, you know, it, it worked out, but working together, you know, when you, uh, you know, if you work in the same office or on the same team, it's tough. It's not, again, it's not a reason to, stay in a happy in an unhappy relationship. Okay, so this one's obviously really tough. Um, but if you have kids or pets together and you want to break up with them, like that's a reason people don't break up with their partners and that's a legit reason. I can only speak to this as a child of divorce. My parents got divorced when I was they separated when I was 16 and I'm so glad they did. It was hard, but they were able to find new partners that were better fits for them and they're so much happier. Um, obviously like that's just one anecdote, but that's what I have to say about that. It's like, that's really tough. But again, I'm really glad that my mom made a choice to end that relationship with my dad because it's like a breakup is really giving yourself a chance to have something so much better that you don't know exists yet, but it's going to be better than what you have now if you're unhappy, you know. So a big one is fear of the unknown. You know, when you are in a relationship and you're in your relationship routine, it's comfy. You know what to expect. It's predictable. It's like you've just, it's, it's been your situation. It's been your reality for, you know, as many months or years. And it's just, it feels comfy. It feels good. So fear of the unknown, that's a big reason. But again, I think at a certain point that becomes so exciting. And I personally, I was so excited about the unknown. I was more excited about the unknown future than I was about the future my ex and I had, you know, planned together. And you'll always have you. No matter where life takes you, you'll always have yourself, right? And I think that's kind of like how I think about fear of the unknown. It's like wherever you go, there you are, you know? (laughs) So you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Another one, of course, uh, is that you own a house or something like that together. That's, again, that's like a headache. There's paperwork. Um, it's tough, but again, you can do it if you are, you know, it's something it's, it's doable. It's hard, but it's doable. Um, my ex and I didn't own anything together, but we did have, you know, I was on his insurance. We had bank accounts, we had, you know, bills and Netflix accounts and all our lives were very entangled, you know, and we had, we spent three months untangling it basically. It's tough, but you can do it. Other reasons why we hold off, you're scared of how they'll take it. I mean, okay. You can't manage other people's emotions. Like if your reason to not break up with someone is because you're scared of how they'll handle it, it's like that person's an adult. They are they have to learn how to handle it because that's not a good enough reason for you to stay in something. Like you're sacrificing your own well-being and happiness because you're worried about how someone else will fare without you. No, 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 no. You deserve to build a life for yourself that you can thrive in because you want to, not because not a life that you are only living because you're worried about someone's el- someone else's emotions. No. 
And the last one, another reason, a real reason we hold off is that if you broke up with the person, especially if you're living with them, you have nowhere to go. And that is very real, very scary. I would say, again, it's something that you can figure out if you really want to. It's hard, but it's not impossible. You know, obviously for me, I, my ex, he, when we, when we broke up, he went to his family and I stayed in Seattle a little bit, you know, his family's out of state. And then we switched and I went to see my family and he was in Seattle for a little bit while he moved out. It was like, we kind of just traded places while we moved out. And, but, you know, again, I had, we both had somewhere to go to family in a different state. And I know that that's not the case for everyone, but there's got to be somewhere you can, like, people will help you. People will help. There are people who will help you. Here's the tough truth. No one is coming to save you, but you. If you are in the situation where you're unhappy in a relationship, no one's going to save you. You've got to get yourself out. And there are all these obstacles, timing, location, contracts, whatever, but you've you've got to do it. If it's, if that's what's holding you back, like you've got to do it. And that's a lot of tough love for me. Let's talk about strategies to get your answer if you're feeling unclear about this decision. So I would really recommend taking a weekend away and don't tell your partner why. Like, don't be like, I'm going away because I need to think about our relationship. Just, it's normal to have time to yourself, even if it's just like a night. You know, go hang out by yourself. And I think it's just, it's really important to spend time with yourself to and like without any distractions and noise of your home life, if you can get away, because then you can really focus on how you're feeling. Or, you know, wait to do all this reflection when your uh, partner is away, if they go away. You want to take stock of your life. And what you want for yourself outside of your relationship. This is really important to think about when you're coming to this decision. Like your relationship aside, what is what do you want your life to look like? Like what do you like? What do you want to do for work? What do you want to do with your free time? What do you want to do? Are you what hobbies are you exploring? Um, what kind of books are you reading? What, what do you, what are you talking about? What are you thinking about? You know what friends are you seeing and how often? Think about how you want your life to look outside of your relationship because you are a whole person and your relationship doesn't define you. Take stock of your relationship. Zoom out. What do you and your partner talk about? What do you guys, how do you guys spend your time and is that working for you? Do you feel like your needs are met? What are your core issues that keep coming up and what would your life be like? Like, What if those core issues never improved? Would you be okay with that? What if your partner stayed exactly the same as they are today and never changed at all for the rest of your life? Would you be okay with that? What's keeping you in the relationship? Is it the fear of leaving or are you actually happy? Do you feel like your partner is mostly as invested as you are? Do you feel like your needs are being met most of the time? And are you able to meet their needs most of the time? My ex outright refused to meet one of my needs because at the time he didn't understand it, right? Like it was, we'll talk about this in another episode, but it was just like, wow. Okay. Like I said, I need this. And he was like, I can't do that. And I was like, all right, that was it. It was, that was like two days before I ended it. Um, I recommend when you're coming to this decision, I recommend journaling, writing things down, asking yourself a lot of questions. Be curious, not judgmental. Be neutral, okay? Don't be hard on yourself. Just be curious. You know, think about can you work it out and have you tried? And if you have tried, what have you tried? Is there anything else you can try? I do think it's important to uh, to bring up some of the core issues 
first before you end it, unless you know, unless you already have, um, to just give your partner a shot because you know, like I did with mine, I feel I feel like that was a good choice. Like I I did, we did talk about needs, and basically he said I can't meet your needs, and he expected me to stay. Like what? No. And I want to just remind you that it's more painful to stay in something that isn't working than it is to heal. I felt fucking euphoric after my breakup. Again, I, that was after seven months of like mulling it over and fantasizing about leaving. That month, like July of 2021, was like one of the happiest months of my life. I felt like I was walking on air the whole month. I was just, oh my God, I was so happy. And then it all hit me, you know, in the following months. But that one, oh my God, I was so happy. And something that helped me a lot in the healing process, which of course we can talk about in another episode, is that when I felt sad and lonely after my breakup, I just reminded myself that I felt sad and lonely in that relationship too. You know, even sadder and even lonelier at times. Okay, so let's say you follow these steps, you've listened to this podcast. How do you actually do it once you've decided? And the short answer is you just say it. You know, the day I broke up with my ex was the day he told me he started saving up for an engagement ring. And I was like, I quit. I, I knew that I knew at that point I wanted to break up with him. And I was like planning what, you know, a few days from that point to break up with him. Um, And when he said that, though, that night, I was like, oh, I cannot pretend. I could not pretend. I was like, oh, I can't even just fake it for another day. And that night, I just said, you know, before bed, I was like, I don't want to be with you anymore. And I remember we talked for a little bit and I explained how I felt. And I know he was blindsided, but at a certain point, again, you just can't manage other people's emotions and we're adults. And I knew at that point, you know, he kind of couldn't believe it. It took him like a day to really process like what was happening. But, you know, I'm glad it it was extremely rough. Like that was an extremely rough weekend, but it was just a weekend, right? Like it was over. And then I got to move on. Again, I know this is so cliche, but it's just like ripping the band-aid off. Um, and here's a tip for you. Don't do the whole let's just take a break thing. I did that in my breakup to soften the blow. I remember that was kind of like a negotiation because he didn't want to end it. You know, he was like, he didn't want to throw away six years. Like, oh, back to reasons why you shouldn't, you know, people don't break up longevity. That is a trash reason. Just because you've been dating someone or you're, you've been with someone for X number of years doesn't mean the relationship is viable for the future. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. It doesn't mean it's like, it's like worthless. It's worth nothing, but that's not a reason to stay if at this point it's not working for you because people change. I met my ex when I was 23. I didn't know what I wanted. You know, like when we broke up, I was 29, which is another really scary age to break up with someone at that point. But don't do the whole let's take a break thing because we did that. And then I think like a week and a half into that quote unquote break, I just called him. I was like, it's over. You know, it, it, it just drags it out longer than it needs to be. Um, I know that breaks do work for some people and they have worked for people in the past. That's just one experience, you know, take it or leave it. I would say when you have decided to break up with someone, you may want to give your friends and family a heads up, you know, if you feel comfortable doing that so that they'll know they're going to need to be there for you and you can lean on them, lean on your friends and family and anyone else in your support system. Take work off. Okay, do something for yourself. Like set yourself up for that rough 
you know, 48 hours or week or whatever. Hopefully your breakup doesn't last a week, but hopefully you can rip the bandit off and just do it cleanly in like one day. But, you know, take work off if you can, lean on your friends and family, give them a heads up if you can. And also maybe again, (laughs) like if you can try to line up a place to stay before you go for it because you'll want somewhere to go. Um, I hope that these tips have helped you. I shared some of my experiences. I've given you some things to think about and some actionable tips. I hope something, you got one little nugget out of this and that it helps. I want to wrap up this episode uh, with a little review of a book called Breakup Bootcamp, The Science of Rewiring Your Heart by Amy Chan, who is amazing on Instagram. Give her a follow. Uh, This book walks you through every aspect of breaking up it covers attachment style. It covers, you know, how to rediscover yourself through self-love. I mean, it gives you so many practical tips and exercises for processing your breakup and avoiding all the mistakes that you could make to make the process harder for yourself. Like, you know, she talks a lot about the no contact rule. She has a whole letter writing exercise that she recommends um, that I tried and it's extremely effective. It's definitely the kind of book you want to have right after a breakup when you're ready to do it. I mean, for me, it took, I think I bought it like six months, six months after my breakup. And she also talks about, you know, dating after a breakup and how to make different choices. It's just such a great book for healing. And I actually even want to give it a reread, even though I am over a year out from my breakup. I just feel like there's so many good tips in there about connecting with yourself and living your best life. Um, So yeah, give it a read if you are, you know, in the, in the process of a breakup, about to break up, you know, you're maybe you're a year or two out of your breakup, but still feel like you need to heal. It's a great read. Another book I do want to mention that really helped me in my breakup was called The Artist's Way. And it's not a relationship book. It is very much a self-love book and it's about connecting to your creativity through self-love and that book really supported me you know a couple months after my breakup when I was feeling really down about the situation I definitely had moments of regret I definitely had moments of feeling just like I would never find anyone or just I wasn't feeling like myself and that book just oh my god it helped me so much I think I read it in a week I did it on audiobook and I actually did both of these books on audio. I'm a huge audiobook person, but I would say I think buying it is probably better because there are a lot of writing exercises. And writing is just, in general, both of these books that I'm recommending involve writing and journaling. And writing is just such a great way to process things and get through your emotions, figure out the core of what you're feeling and get to the heart of it. So I hope these, I hope you check out these two books. Um, I hope this episode helped you if you are navigating a breakup. You deserve an amazing life. You deserve happy relationships. And you might be in something right now that's not the best, but you stay in it for the safety and comfort. And I want you to know that on the other side of your comfort zone, there's likely something way better out there waiting for you. You're doing great. You're going to make the right decision. And if you enjoyed this episode, I hope you subscribe. Let me know your feedback on Instagram and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.